Hey friends, you're listening to Worst Show Ever. I am in Port Orchard, Washington. I'm here with William Goldsmith, and we are in his practice space. Um, it's really nice. Uh, this area is gorgeous. You're like right off the water. It's really, really beautiful. So green out here. I love Washington. Um, William has played in Foo Fighters and Sunday Day Real Estate. And the Fire Theft is another one. Fire Theft. Brawley Banks is another band, but it's not very many people even even ever heard. Okay, of it, so. is that more current? Are you doing that now, or is that no, no? I, that that was uh, that ended in two thousand and ten. Okay, and then um, and then I started having kids. Right, and then was like, hmm, <laughs> you know, I can't really go on tour. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm trying, but now then and then I met. Justin Tominga and yeah. and and actually tried to get him to let me join Pig Snout. Okay, <laughs> awesome. but then uh, but then uh, uh, Dahlia uh, Dahlia said no, I, I couldn't because okay. it's a family band. Right. But then she started having second thoughts, so I'm still holding out hope. Hoping. But until then, <laughs> until then, I, uh, Justin and I and Brian Gorder love... started a project called uh, Assertion. Cool. So, yeah, and then. Yeah, that just sort of just happened, sort of. For you know. for folks who don't know, uh, so Pigsnout did an episode on this, and if yes. you haven't heard, you should listen to it. Dahlia is ten years old, mm-hmm. and eleven. I is thought. she just turned eleven? I think she's oh 11 wait, now. she was ten when she did the recording, yeah, which yeah. was last year. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But yeah. She's eleven now, so I love this idea of this eleven-year-old girl telling you, "Sorry, can't be in my band." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was before we jammed together, and then we okay. we played together, and yeah. and and it was fun. She's, she's so now there's it. a glimmer of hope, okay. you know. So, but it, you awesome. know, so while while <laughs> she's just, thinking it over, I love it just in terms of this whole. There's like such a tradition of. Like being the gatekeeper, and I love the idea of this eleven-year-old girl being oh, yeah. the one who decides. Hey man, she's the boss. I totally the recognize boss. that. Even <laughs> if they let me join Pigs now, she would still be the boss. Yeah, like I yeah, would, I would literally good. only be there to basically <laughs> enhance whatever she's doing, whatever yeah. the boss is doing. So, yeah, awesome. You know, but yeah. Well, man. So uh, yeah. So Justin, who's Dahlia's dad and mm-hmm. bandmate, um, he's the one that connected us. We've never met before Correct, yeah. this evening, and. Um, I guess you told him some story that he was like, oh, you got to talk to CJ. And yeah. <laughs> so it's this particular I'm, story. And I thought, I thought, I thought of several others yeah. that are kind of all over the, all across the, you know, they cover every sort of like possible dynamic of what yeah. a bad show could be. But this particular one okay. is on the relatively embarrassing side. And it was a long time ago. That's not like an excuse or anything. Okay. Mean, <laughs> you know, it was, it wasn't long enough, but, uh, uh, so it was, I don't remember where we were playing, and I know, but I know it was in Spokane, I think. I think it was in Spokane, okay. and it was Sunny Day Real Estate, and it was before our first record came out. It might have, been, oh. it might have even been before we even recorded our first record. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was actually before we okay. recorded Wait, our first what, record. Okay, wait, what year did your first, just to like... So our, our, our first record, oh man, our first record came out in... Well, we were. I think we recorded it in late '92, but I, okay. I'm a little weird with time. Okay. Not weird with it, just bad. I'm just yeah. bad with time. Yeah. So, anyway, so we we had gotten some <laughs> we had gotten some uh, Thai food okay. that wasn't agreeing with me. Okay. So, and uh, I had already had. Uh, I guess what people commonly refer to as the runs <laughs> right. before we were going, before we were going to go on. And I was just like, wow, this sucks, you know? <laughs> oh, so then I, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and so I, 
So the first song that we played was a song called Seven, and that was the very first song. Yeah. And I, you know, clicked in, you know, like four clicks with the stick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and came down on the first hit and just exploded. Oh, man. And literally <laughs> just exploded. The very first hit of the very first song, I literally, it wasn't the runs anymore. It was an explosion of... Oh. <laughs> it was a fecal explosion, <laughs> but I, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I think, so I, I had to just play through. <laughs> That's amazing. Played so the set? I played the whole set. Okay. Yeah. I had to play the whole set. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, I mean, I was just like, shit, you know, what am I going to do? It's like, I mean, I don't, I don't, what, you know, I mean, what am I, I'm going to stand up and say, hold on, I've shit myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I suppose I could, but it would really kind of throw off the vibe. I mean, right, you know, right. it's, it's kind of weird. So anyway, I just, I just rolled with it. So just decided, all right, it's going to be a shitty show. It was, it was, it was, um, what do I want to say? So it was runny enough. <laughs> <laughs> just, I have to tell the audience. You fully warned me that this was going to be gross. Yeah. And I had intended to warn the audience. I'm sorry. Because I said, I said, I'm in for gross. And I am. Yeah. But I meant to say, oh, just heads up. This yeah. Is so be it gross. was, it was, it was running enough to where, I mean, you know, like, obviously, like, if it was, um, what do you want to say? A normal kind of yeah. bowel movement. It, it would be much more difficult to sort of roll with. Okay. You know. Right. It's not like you had this thing in your pants. It no, it was like... more like, yeah, no. So it was like, so it was kind of, it was like the runs, but it was like the runs, but it was a big run. It was like a river, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it was the final run. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, and then I've heard subsequent, uh, subsequently I've heard stories, or one story. I won't say who it is, but it's a certain bass player. A, a very infamous bass player who basically had a massive diarrhea on tour and his solution, and he literally couldn't control it, but his show must go on solution was he would tie, and there might be a few people maybe that hear this that maybe you know, <laughs> but he would tie um, bandanas around his pant legs. <laughs> okay. So it, just, it so it would just collect. Okay. Yeah, pretty gnarly. Now, but anyway... So if that was you, a few worse shows okay, ever for him. Did you, you had the runs before the show, but you didn't think it was going to be that bad, I'm guessing. No, I didn't know it was going to be like, I didn't, you know, because the runs, well, you know how the runs, yeah. well, you know, we all know. We've all been there. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and they're sort of like a paper cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, they're small and annoying and you know, the, the, you right. know what I mean? But uh, I didn't know it was going to turn into like a, you know. Like, An explosion? Yeah, like the samurai sword, you know, slash <laughs> version of the runs, you know. <laughs> Like, you know, like a, a, a weaponized run. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so I had no idea. So, right. Yeah. If the guy had, if he had enough forethought to tie bandanas around his pant legs, mm -hmm. I would think maybe get it like a diaper. I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. But, uh. Only he can answer. Yeah. Only he knows. You know. <laughs> Only he knows the answer to that one. But, you know. but I mean, yeah. I'd, I mean, I don't know. I guess if it's if it's like right if it's last minute and you're like, oh sh oh shit, I'm about to go on stage and this is gonna be a problem. Then I guess you do what you have to do. Yeah. 
But no, diaper is like is is. I think maybe that's one of those things where it's so obvious that maybe it's it's so such an obvious solution that you don't think of it. Yeah, maybe. I just, I just think even the tying the pant legs thing is is. I guess it's just to save people, other people from the, from the disgust. But it's the, it doesn't help for you. Like it, that's, that's no, because I mean, at some point, at some point, I mean, it's gonna, um, look like something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Odd. Especially if it was oh, that out of control. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's essentially gonna, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could sit here and try to you know speculate, but I mean, you know, at some point. Somebody's gonna say like, "Man, why does he have bandanas tied around? Is that like a thing?" Right. And then, and that's what I keep thinking though is that maybe within like indie rock, you could kind of get away with like somebody might have probably thought it was just a thing. Like this is a, before indie rock though. Okay. <laughs> well, was, I just mean even this is like nine, this is probably seventy nine eighty. I think. Oh, okay. Earlier than I was imagining, but yeah. still, rock and roll folks have been dressing weird for a long time, and I feel like you could probably get away with somebody thinking it was just a style, yeah, trying to start a trend or just you know doing his own yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe uh, seventy nine eighty. I don't know. That's ro- okay. You've already you've already given the the disclaimer that you're bad at time. So yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, so. Yeah, that's gross. You said you have another gross story? Uh, I mean... Is there more to that story, or just... No, that's that's pretty... I mean, well, kind of, a little bit, sort of. Well, I mean, not really. More the reaction to... So we had my friend Matt Conlon, who I'd gone to high school with, he basically became, like, um, our, you know, like, sort of... He went on tour with us. He would go to every single show. He would help us out and sort of... You know, like, friend, you know? Yeah. And, uh... So he, he was sitting down kind of, a, um, kind of like on the drum riser thing, uh, sort of near me. And he goes like... Like he pointed at he you. He pointed at my... Yeah, he was like, he, was, he like had this thing, like I had a look on his face that was right. like, what smells? <laughs> yeah. And then he looked and pointed and I was just like, shook my head yes. And then he started laughing and seemed to be very supportive. Oh, this <laughs> is like, yeah, man, take it all the way to the end of the show. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that even though it's gross, there is this level of like dedication where I I am both disgusted and impressed. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, luckily that isn't the, that. Luckily, that's the only. Yeah, that's the only time that happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the other yeah, the only other things that happened really that was gross was was. Um, uh, I, a long time ago, I before I trained myself to like pro- properly breathe <laughs> okay. while playing. Yeah, like, uh, I would essentially, and then also I had such horrible stage fright that playing live for me was essentially like a panic attack. Yeah, and <laughs> hyperventilating. Yeah, and so there'd be some shows where I would just puke my brains out afterwards. You know? Okay, and. Uh, but so, you're saying because of breathing and because of... Or because of a lot, because of not breathing properly. So right. essentially that going like... <gasps> you know, okay. like, I mean, just being just terrified. Yeah. So, you know, so... Um, so there was this one show that was, uh, I think it was Bumbershoot, and it was at the kind of outdoor sort of 
stadium part, but there weren't very many people there. Yeah. So but uh, my whole for, family was there. Yeah. For I mean, Bumper Shoot is a thing out in Seattle. It's like a huge like festival. It's been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, I think it was Bumper Shoot. Or yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I think it was it was Bumper Shoot. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, and my whole family was there. Okay. Like. All my nieces and nephews, what, all my brothers and sisters. Which band is this? It was Sunny Day Real Estate again. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was funny because, you know, they were all like so, you know, whatever, cheering and like all happy and proud. And uh, we'd finished the last song and, you know, the kids were up on, you know, their parents' shoulders and yeah. stuff. And I literally yeah. just like dropped to my knees and just puked like oh, every, all over the fucking oh, stage. Man. Just to the just to the right of my drum kit, and then kind of just like crawled off. Oh, so that was kind of uh, that was kind of rough. But I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? You know, they never yeah. said anything about it. But then, you know, so. <laughs> but I learned how to breathe later. Okay. Yeah. So now you were saying before we started recording, that <laughs> you're uh, you were saying before that. Do you still? Oh wait, maybe I'm not sure if I got this right. Do you still get stage fright when you play? Like, is that a continuous thing throughout your life or just like... Yeah, it was a continuous thing throughout my life. Um, and then I got, I got, I mean, it's been a while since I played a show, but I mean, I'd gotten to a point where I was able to keep it to uh, get a handle on it. Okay. And I, I was able to basically, um, you know, deal with the the anxiety enough to the point where I was able to get myself to breathe regardless, yeah. you know. Well, do you mind me asking you about this? Mm -mm. Just, um, I guess what's interesting to me is that, you know, I'm talking to people on this show all the time about bad shows, um, but that's something that it's, so for, so for some people, it, it kind of like, they start off, I mean, I would, I definitely had stage fright when I started playing. Yeah. It kind of just wore off. Like, mm -hmm. But it, I'm wondering if for you, if the stage fright, is it all related to like how big the show is or if it's just has nothing to do with it or if it's all the time? Um, I th Okay, so I ended up being diagnosed with panic disorder. Okay. And so I think that played a huge part in it. But then, so then um, I was on medication for anxiety for two years and then what I did is I started training doing martial arts training okay and I did that for seven years and for and after about three years um of that training I essentially so like well two years into the training I was able to stop taking the medication okay or so give but it so take. medication is sort of like get you stable enough in the it's first place yeah yeah the martial, mar arts, martial training. arts training is what really got me to the point where I didn't, where I got past the, and, and I also used to drink a lot, not before shows, but I drank, I was, anybody who knew me, know me back then, I was a very self-destructive drinker. Right. But really what I was, was a person who had horrific anxiety, and right. the only time you felt any relief is when you had two or three beers, and then you like have that relief. So of course you want to stay there. So then you keep right. drinking, right, right, and then you're blacked out every night. Wake up horrified, right. So so yeah, but the martial arts training was was amazing. Like it it taught me to breathe, right, and also um, uh, essentially drinking disappeared. Okay, like the drink. I didn't have to go to any twelve step program because the reason why I was drinking is. The anxiety, and I, I figured out a way to deal with that. So. Right. So when was that, would you say? So that was, so, uh, that was in, God, so like I said, I'm bad with time. 
So I started training when I was 29. Okay. And then I trained for seven years after that. So, and then I'm 40. Oh God, I'm 45, 46. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Uh, I think I'm 46. Okay. 46. So, uh, so, yeah. So then, uh, but I know that um, I, even after I dealt with the anxiety, I played a show with uh, my band at the time, Brawley Banks. We played two shows and I, and I was still, I was totally nervous. But I, um, and then Sunny Day did a reunion tour and I had like gotten past the anxiety, but I was still, I was still nervous, but it wasn't, um, I was able to, I was able to get myself to, to relax at least to a certain degree. Right. You know what right. I mean? It wasn't like uh, out of control. Where but just, there was anxiety there that you had learned how to cope with. I learned how to cope with to to a certain yeah to yeah. a certain degree. It wasn't yeah. like crippling, and know? like coping is different than curing, right? Like I just I mean the, I get from what you're saying, it's not like the anxiety went away, but you were used to it and you had given yourself some tools. Yeah, well, the anxiety in my every single in my everyday life yeah. had pretty much gone away. Okay, but uh, I but I mean to, to for the most part, I mean like I mean when I say. I, Panic disorder, I mean, like, I was going to the hospital constantly because I thought I was dying. Right, okay. Like, wow. it was that bad. Yeah. Like, so, and then finally, after three years of doing that, they pulled out this huge file, and they were like, you need a different kind of doctor. <laughs> and, of course, they decided yeah. to tell me that after they'd, like, done all this these procedures, sticking cameras down my throat and all this yeah. crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Trying to figure out what was wrong when it was just, you know, anxiety basically right. manifesting physically. So, so, uh... But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I had figured out a way to pretty much, you know, um, not have this anxiety that was, um, uh, like totally crippling right, in my right, day, day, right. daily life. But then live shows, like same thing, although it was still tricky. But so did it, and then was this, you started training before you were in Foo Fighters? Uh, what the martial arts training? Oh yeah. no, no, no! That was after. Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, okay. no, dude. My entire time in Foo Fighters, I could would describe as is basically just panic. Okay. That's how I would describe my live performances. Absolute panic. Okay. Yeah, that probably the worst of of my of me. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it was the panic worse on a bigger show, like a larger stage, larger audience, or was it both? Okay. Both, bo- both were overwhelming. In for for you know for, to different for different uh, extreme reasons yeah. you know like one would be like because the show is so huge it would almost be just it was like overwhelming but then when it's you know if there aren't as many people there a lot of times you focus on you know those few people that are watching you and you right. immediately start like thinking bad stuff you know what you know what I mean yeah. like you know yeah, yeah. so you know but. On that subject, though, yeah, okay. the uh, The other worst, <laughs> another worst show, and 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 this was several worst shows. Is basically when I was in the Foo Fighters, we did this video that was for the song "Big Me," and it was a spoof on a Mentos commercial, right? Okay. And they would basically people started going and uh, handing Mentos to the people standing in line to basically throw at us. So they'd throw individual Mentos, but then it was the ones that really hurt were the 
the full pack, you know, the full packs that, that people would just hurl. People in the audience, mm-hmm. were, they were told to throw them at you. They would, hand it, they would hand them out and be like, throw, these are, you know, to throw at the Foo Fighters. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Well, this is for the, for this for the, not a show, but for a... Several um, shows. Oh. So, like, after that video came out, it became, like, a thing. Because that was in the video. Yeah, so it was, like, a spoof on a mentors commercial. They wanted to do that at the show. So they decided to, like... Okay. Somebody came up with an idea, and it wasn't just one city. It was many cities, so... Okay. That sucked. <laughs> Whose idea was that? I don't have no idea. I, I have mean, no idea, but they hurt those. Especially from a, <laughs> especially from a distance, you know? That makes... That's such a weird thing to invite. It makes me think of... Yeah. What's that band... Um, there's a YouTube video that I've seen passed around that's, I think it's Nickelback, playing someplace in Spain, mm-hmm. and people start throwing rocks. And it's an indoor arena, what? so like people have brought rocks. People who hate this band are throwing them at it. You know, wow. Throwing them at Yeah, them. but I mean, dude, at some point you've got to have a live and let live thing. You know, it's just like, oh, if no, you don't like totally. the band, just don't go to the show, but don't try to stone them, for <laughs> Christ's sake. No, it's really intense, but then I just think, those are people who hate this band, and someone on your team thought this was a good idea for your fans. It's such yeah. A, such a weird idea. Yeah. To throw these things, these little hard things at this band that you love. Yeah. Like it's, What's really weird is every time we would play in Ireland, there would be a thing where they would just hurl their water bottles at, at us. But they seemed to like the show. But they would th- throw like these. <laughs> they were substantial. They weren't the little ones. They were okay. about medium size water okay. bottles. With at least half filled with water, so they had weight to them. So there'd be these water bottles that were just like, like hitting, or like, like right in your chest, like and really, and they, it was a lot of them, a lot of them, and that was really strange. Like it was like a trend that caught on that people. I have no idea, but it was in Ireland two times. I think we played that two separate times. Yeah, like not back to back. No, that's so weird. Really weird. Really, really strange, man. Yeah. I do not, I didn't understand that. That's even weirder than the Mentos thing. I don't know. The Mentos thing is weirder to me only because someone, I don't know, someone who works for you. No, no, or no. Like someone thought of this. Yeah, nobody that, oh, well, somebody, well, you mean the idea for the video or the actual, to, the idea? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Are, is someone, maybe I misunderstood. For the video, someone who works for you, like, it was handed a, these out. No, 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 no. So, so I'm okay. sorry. So let me. I'll try to clarify. Okay. So, so we made a we made a, a video, right? You know, for the song Big yeah. Me, and it. So those Mentos candies, they had these silly, stupid little commercials for them. Yeah, They're I remember. Silly. Those, I remember the commercials. <laughs> yeah, because I was somebody like doing something that you're not supposed to do, but then they'd show them. Some yeah, Mentos, yeah, yeah, precisely. And then you got away with whatever. Exactly. So we did one of those commercials. Right. That was, it was a spoof okay. on that, but it was called Futos. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, so anyway, so yeah, then it was because of that, then all of a sudden somebody, and I don't know who. Oh, okay. Started at, at the shows, basically. Not, okay. Started handing out. I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. So total I strangers. Were, yeah. I thought you were saying someone on like your A&R. Or no, your, like no. some. No. Somebody in the band or somebody who no. works for the band Absolutely thought this would be like a catchy no. like themed thing. Nope. <laughs> but just some random person the thought random it would person be thought funny. it would be funny to hand him out and I mean, I don't know if maybe Yeah, no, I, I mean I don't know if they're originally handing them out with the intention of having people No, I think 
It must. I don't know. Like don't you know. don't know if they were intended to be enjoyed, to, like, or just having the or intent. You know, maybe it was somebody from the company who was like trying to cash out. Right. Then why are you <laughs> hanging them out? Why are you handing them out for free? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. But all I know is whether or not the person distributing said Mentos meant for them to be thrown at us or not. I, I don't know. Okay. I could only speculate. I gotcha. But that's what happened. But that's what happened. And then people. it became a thing, city uh, to city. And this is even before like an internet was really right. You know, um, oh, you know, uh, used by most people. Like you know, there wasn't like a social media thing where right. people were like passing the word on to yeah. you know, throw. So candy in like late nineties or something. No, no, or? this is like ninety six. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, ish. So did I'm curious. Did anyone in the band did did Dave ever say? Like, did he ever address it and try to ask yeah. people to not do that? Yeah. Like, you, did he usually do that, or did he? No. Well, just once, uh, <laughs> um, we got uh, the MTV Music Video Award, whatever, for that video. Okay. Whatever. You got the stupid moon man. I sold that thing. <laughs> Somebody bought it for 4000 bucks. <laughs> Wait, does everyone in the band get one? Or is uh, everyone... Everybody gets one, yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. You sold yours. I sold mine. It's yeah. not like the band's collective. No, no. Okay. But I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit, you know, I mean. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just like, I don't want it. I mean, I, yeah. I, MTV Moon Man, I don't <laughs> You know? I was like, dude, I'm hungry, man. I'm starving. So, you know, I, what are you going to do? So, yeah. um. Yeah. But, uh, so... When we accepted that award, uh, he he m- took that opportunity to basically ask people to stop throwing Mentos at. Now people weren't throwing them at MTV no. awards, right? No. Okay. No. But I mean, when it was happening, and like you get pegged, or he got, I assume he got pegged sometimes. All ever, all of us. Yeah. yeah. Did he ever? He never at that time ever said, "Hey, what's?" Why he maybe he maybe things? he maybe did. Uh, he may, maybe he did. Okay. I, um, but I don't, I can't, I can't really remember. I'm not saying I would know. I do know, I remember situation. specifically it was at that award yeah. thing, you know. That was the one time he, like, addressed yeah. it publicly. Like, yeah, Please yeah. don't throw things at us yeah. while we're trying to play. And I'll never forget it. that night because Tupac and Snoop Dogg were sitting right in front of us and Tupac got shot the next night. Whoa. Okay. And I was like, that was weird. Yeah. I was like, dude. I mean, I didn't meet him or anything. He was just sitting in front of me, but it was just so strange. Yeah. Because the very next night, I was just like, blah, blah. Yeah, wow. That guy was just wearing the nicest suit I've ever seen in my life, right, like, two feet away from me. Yeah. That was crazy. That was weird. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, that that, that, yeah, that night st- stuck in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's such a weird... I mean, I guess it also... When, when I had misunderstood and thought that someone's idea was that this would be cool, like, someone in the band or someone working for the band... No, it made yeah. me think of that. Do you remember that band? Um, there's a ska band from the '90s called Aquabats. Mm-mm. Do you ever? I remember. I was into ska like in the early mid '90s, and um, they would have a lot of antics. And I, I think this was more common than the ska. Mm-hmm. The like this third wave kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, California ska yeah, yeah. scene. Uh, but they would have. They had a song about powdered toast, and they would like throw powdered toast around and I yeah. can't remember what else but I feel like there were several things that if you again there was no internet really or most people didn't have it yeah yeah 
but you just sort of heard from friends Somehow, like, oh, if you can bring waffles or bring, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, something, it'd be some, it was usually food related that yeah, would yeah. get like, and you would, it would, the expectation was that you would be messy. It yeah, wasn't yeah. anything that would hurt you, yeah. but that you might leave the show like kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. Nothing no. like Guar or any or of that. Or Gallagher. Kind of... No. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Guar. Yeah. We're both dating ourselves there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gallagher Definitely. and Guar. Gallagher and Guar. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. I, I, Oh, there's this uh, Facebook page called band vans. Okay. And it's basically people posting pictures and, or telling stories and sh- showing the van that they used to picture the van they used to yeah. tour in. Yeah. And, um, and somebody from Guar posted a picture of the old school bus, I guess, they used to use and told the story about how the, um, there were maggots in there because of the, some of the stuff they All would the use. All the good stuff they yeah, would And use. they never quite oh, were able yeah. to get it properly cleaned up. Oh, man. Yeah, that's rough. They would use pasta noodles as brains oh, or something, and then yeah. that ended up being maggots. Getting maggots in the yeah. brains. Oh, yeah. Dude. I'm, my my dad passed away a couple years ago, but if I were to have him on the show, I'd sorry be... about it. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it wasn't your fault. Well, no, I know. I mean, I, I know. Was that, you know, um, but he. Uh, I think that. I wonder if he would mention this if I asked him his worst show ever because he used to be a sound guy. He did a bunch of like, front of house and like a lot of production oriented stuff for music. He was a musician as well, but like usually earning a living doing yeah. different stuff, roadie and stuff like that. But he had this gig at a club in San Francisco when Guar was like just starting to kind of get bigger and he had never heard of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he told me one time about a a show and he's and I'm I think at the time I'm probably like it's probably in eighth grade or something, and I thought Guar was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in, I'm so impressed that my dad uh worked a show that Guar played. But yeah. he's telling me about it. And he is pissed, and he's he's like, they got we just got new curtains, and oh. they got stuff all over the curtains, and then they made this huge mess. And when they they finished, and I said, all right, y'all are cleaning this up. And they didn't. And well, then I guess <laughs> this is where my dad tended to uh, exaggerate a lot. And okay. he, he usually he usually came off better in stories than maybe was real, mm-hmm. but in the story that he told. They had like a tour manager there, some road manager, something that was, that was his job, and they were like, okay, well, yeah, clean, clean it up, and then he says that he goes, no, 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 y'all made this mess, y'all clean it up, <laughs> like he, he, he made it out like he wasn't gonna let them get away with sure. passing the buck. I don't know if he really did that. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, but did they clean it up? No, they didn't. He said that they did clean it up, but again, I think my dad wanted to sound tough in that story and I don't, yeah, know if, yeah. I don't know if they really did I mean I'm sure at that time they probably played a lot of gigs where like not it sounds like maybe the audience knew what was in store but it sounded like the club the wasn't. club didn't really Oof. know that's rough <laughs> yeah um, wow. again nowadays with the internet like you'd probably just know I mean for a name if you were like a bigger name yeah I wonder be. if it got to a point where they were not there were some clubs that were just not oh allowed. I'm sure yeah 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 I would I think that that club, this was the Omni in San Francisco. I'm pretty sure they were like, okay, well, those never guys are again back. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it just wasn't really. I mean, they had different kinds of shows, but it wasn't really a 
place that yeah, yeah. Guar should probably play. Anyway. <laughs> There's probably a few people that are going to listen to this that have heard of Guar, but very few who know who Gallagher is. Right, right, probably, right. I bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gallagher is the most metal band ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Watermelon Core. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, What's he doing now? Anyway, I think who knows? some kind of weird. The last I remember, this may have actually been years ago, but uh, there was some kind of weird feud between him and Weird Al. No, his, <laughs> his brother took over for him. What? He, I think he retired and gave the Gallagher thing to his brother. Was he a twin? Maybe. <laughs> no. But or very similar looking. Wow. But I think then he decided to come out of. Retirement. Retirement. And then he had like a legal dispute with his brother over who has the rights to Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher's man. the last name for both of them. So, wow. You know, it's that, weird. Oh, sorry. That's, uh, <laughs> wow. That's like the, it's like Sabian and Zildjian. The, the right. two brothers that, you know. Oh, are they brothers too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, uh, but, but not really like that. But, uh, but weird. I had no idea that there was like a legal. I mean, I'm like, remembering this. Someone told me. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't swear on any of that. Yeah. I think. I mean, dude, you know. Just break out the birth certificates, right? Whoever's named Gallagher, <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, they're both Gallagher. I think they're I think Gallagher is their last name. Oh God, so I feel I, so stupid. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought that's you my would... guess. I don't actually know that, but I, I think it must be because I think that was the that's why they both had a claim to it. Like he couldn't. I see. He couldn't. At least maybe he did, but I don't think on the surface you can't tell your brother not to perform under his own name. What I don't understand is why not just do it together, right? You know? There you go. Like, I wonder... You imagine two watermelons on, each, <laughs> on far sides of the stage. Boom! Oh, Everybody would have those little raincoats right. on, you know? More like, melon. Yeah. More melon it, for your buck. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they could charge more. <laughs> Gallagher's. Gallagher's. Gallagher's <laughs> you know. too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's um, crazy. And do you have another story you want to share? So um, it's totally up to you. We this one's pretty... Bo- uh, it's a boring one. I mean, I'll okay. share it anyway, but we probably won't put it on there. But the, okay. the, but, it, but, but it was... It, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny in a way. Okay. Um, so it was David Bowie's 50th birthday party. Okay. And he was having this celebration at Madison Square Garden where basically he was having all these different people... Uh, whatever, come and play one song. So Sonic Youth played one song. Uh, Black Francis for Frank Black played yeah. one song. Billy Corgan played one song. Robert Smith played one song. Then Foo Fighters played one song. And uh, I know there was some more. Maybe Beck, I'm not sure. But anyway, so... Uh, so that was... First of all, so that was when I had the... Horrible stage fright. So imagine like... Okay. So this was absolutely terrifying. Are you On, are you a Bowie fan? Oh, yeah. Okay, I figured. Just checking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had toured with him, but it was... But still, this oh. was like... This is like basically being set up on stage. Literally like I was right behind his butt. Like he was right here. Okay. It was very scary. And... Uh, and... Um, wait, wait. So like you're playing for David Bowie? Or yeah, David so like Bowie, basically or? it's his whole band and then... Then these di- so and then the uh, Foo Fighters got up there and basically played, and Dave was on drums, I was on drums, and then his Dave Bowie's drummer Zachary was on drums, and um, and 
Then okay, Nate so was playing. on bass, then David Bowie's bass player was on bass. Gotcha. And then, so yeah, it was like, you yeah. know, like just his so band and then an R band kind of Playing guy. a song together, like songs of his... Generally? One song. Each each but artist did like song. one song, and so and I and I I flew into New York, and then basically had fifteen minutes before going on and doing the song. Had never heard it. Didn't know the okay. song. Never heard it. Right. So I had to sit basically with headphones and sit and listen to it. Yeah. And then like try, and it was a pretty straightforward song, yeah. but still, you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> so does it just keep going like this? I mean, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so that was scary. And so I mean, not not knowing the song was scary. The the thing itself was terrifying, and then it was surreal as fuck because you were so we're in the dressing room and it's all those pretty much all those people that I just said yeah. in a dressing room right. And then Christopher Walken walks in. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, I believe you. Christopher Walken walks in and goes up to the fucking uh, table. The uh, uh, deli tray thing. Yeah. Makes a sandwich and just stand there <laughs> eating a sandwich. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn, man. I'm like, I feel, I don't even know what to, how to describe how I feel right now. This is really weird. And then yeah. Prince walks by and oh, I'm like, shit. Ah! yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, he's short, but still that's Prince. <laughs> My God, you know, I mean, it, so Christopher Walken's eating a sandwich. Prince walks by. There's all these other people in the room. Robert Smith was very nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you were the first concert I ever saw. Uh, <laughs> you know? He was like, oh, thank you. And then he and I actually had a conversation. I shit you not about stage fright. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was talking about he has, he has it, too. And I was okay. like, oh, dude, come here. Can, can yeah. we talk, man? Can yeah. I, I'm so scared right now. He's like, me, too. I'm terrified. I was like, oh, wow. yeah, it was crazy. But uh, so, yeah. The, so And then, yeah, we went and we did the song. I don't even think they had me coming to the PA. <laughs> okay. I doubt it. Okay. Uh, you know, and, uh, but uh, yeah, and I dropped stick and everything. You know, this is very scary. Now, three to- drummers is hard. Sure, sure. Three drummers on one song? I mean, that's... Yeah, but it was a really straightforward song. Okay. The song basically went... <laughs> like that. Okay. With some stuff in between. Kind of. Right. You know, but... Uh, and then... Um, so, yeah, that was, that was terrifying. Okay. That was really, really scary. And then... Uh, but, uh, but David Bowie was really nice. Very, very patient. Yeah. Weird, you know, huh. drunk, scared me. Better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, that's wow. it. That's pretty much the story. So you're saying you haven't played a show for a while. It's, it's been, been a while. Like it's been a long, long so since like, t- so Sunny Day Real Estate did a reunion tour in 2010 and then Brawley Banks had done two shows and then we were supposed to continue once I got back from the Sunny Day thing, but then, um. But then our bass player moved to Guam. Oh. And then our, yeah, our guitar player quit. And then um, other guitar players having some, some other things going on personally. This is in Seattle. I know which, but which band? Oh, Brawley Banks. Brawley Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate that that ended up not seeing the light of day. We tracked it, we made a record. Yeah. But it never got mixed. And then there was no vocals, but it's the most, some of the most inspired stuff I've ever done. And then same thing, Sunny Day made a new record, but then that didn't get finished either. Oh, okay. That's a long story. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, but the, yeah, so that was frustrating. And so I kind of got a little bit, kind of working really hard on both those records and then them not coming to fruition kind of took the wind out of my sails. And then all of a sudden I found myself, uh, 
in the uh, realm, the news, this new realm called fatherhood. Right. And, you know, and then, you know, it's like, I mean, I've never really been, you know, a person who would like go and do sessions. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I come from a punk rock drummer who basically slowly learned how to get a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like, I'm self-taught. I'm I'm not some, you know, like, guy that was in the drum corps. I never learned rudiments. Nothing. I I sat and watched Keith Moon and John Bonham footage and listened to records and, you know, and would basically just try to figure out how to do what they were doing. And so... So, uh, and then was just very angry and needed a way to express, to, to like express right. it. So, so I mean, I, I was like, the only way to really make money as, you know, playing in a band is you've got to basically tour constantly, yeah. you know, and promote yourself or whatever, you know, yeah. and you do that. And then, then all of a sudden your kids, I remember when we were on tour, uh, we were playing a bunch of shows with Jesus Lizard and they were one of my favorite bands. I mean, they were amazing. I mean, yeah. just amazing. Mac McNeely is one of my all-time favorite drummers, just and yeah. such nice guys. And uh, and he, I found out that Mac was quitting, and I was like, "What?" It was like horrific, you know. I was like, "How can this be?" You know. So and then we were playing these shows, and I said, "Dude, you can't quit." And he goes, "My kids are starting to second guess <laughs> who I am at first oh, when I get home," right. you know. They're trying to they're trying to remember who I am, right? And it takes a while, and I was like, "Never mind." Yeah. Quit. <laughs> yeah, Quit until that gets you know because shit, man. It's like once you have kids, everything that was first place goes to second place, you know. Yeah. So yeah, until I can figure out how to balance that out, but then in on and then in all honesty, like I also like I said the those things that I worked very hard on not coming to fruition really kind of. Um, took the wind out of my sails. It was yeah. like, it was very frustrating. So, so I was a little bit disenchanted and then also found myself with fatherhood. The combination of those two right. things basically yeah. meant I backed away from music and then Justin kind of slowly, but surely kind of kept kicking me, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. until, until, yeah, until I went over to his place and we play a little bit. Actually, the first time I played really, really, really played, like, at, uh, at all for a long period of time f- for, in six years. Yeah. Was with him and, and Dahlia. Yeah. That was the, and that was, and that, and playing next to her, to be honest, and actually before that, hearing Pigsnout and seeing what he was doing with his kids was such an inspiration yeah. to me. And I have a son who's autistic. Yeah. And I almost was like, was getting, sort of seeking out, try, get, wanting to get to know Justin because I wanted to learn from him as to how he navigated this right. situation. And how I'm still- your, How old's your son? He's four. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And so, Lucian's like 14? Yeah, yeah, or he's 14 or 15 maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean- yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just like, dude, how do, how do you... And also, Justin teaches drums to children with autism. So, right, I mean, right. it's like, dude, please show me <laughs> show me how you're doing what you do. Right. And, uh, um, yeah, and I'm still trying, still trying to understand it. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've even begun to understand it. But I was inspired by that. I saw also my kids, um, the, my four-year-old, the little... And my 11-year-old and... Um, our one-year-old, but especially Logan, the four-year-old, 
the way he reacted to Pig Snout's music. I yeah. took him to see them play. Yeah. And it it was so exciting. He yeah. he was so just into it, man. Like yeah. really, really into it. Like it got to the point where anytime he would get upset, we would put Pig Snout okay. video on and awesome. then <laughs> and he would he would yeah. calm down and he would smile, you know? Yeah. And and I was just like and not and it was it was that seeing how Justin inspired his children and they inspired him and the way what they did together was affecting my son and I was like I need music in my life yeah totally I was like I need music in my life and I need my children to know it and be around it and have music be in their life I I want this needs to be here again I can't I can't just like live without this without yeah. music anymore. It's like it's time to to reintegrate it f- just for the sake of it being there. Yeah. You know. So before it was always like well, I don't have time, but man, honestly like in a lot of ways I was making excuses just because I was so because I had literally like musical PTSD. I was so I was yeah. so like beaten down by 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 you know having the rug pulled out from underneath me that i that i that i just uh i had fear of music for a while but now it's just like man you know i need to re uh, um capture or like allow myself to re-engage with the healing effect that the spiritual side of music can have especially when it comes to children you know yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean so so yeah and that's not a very good bad show story but I mean, but I mean, yes, but I mean, you know, so I, but you know, so yeah, so that's why that, uh, I started playing again. It was because, because of that, it being inspired yeah. by that, it's just all intertwined, you know? Yeah. So that's awesome though. Yeah. We can say nice things on this show. I know, I know. It's not all about <laughs> puke all and shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not all about like Christopher walking, eating a sandwich and shit in your pants. <laughs> Two two great highlights of yeah yeah that's the you know touring. those are only small yeah. small things compared to the grand you know whatever yeah panoramic um, view of you know, the well being of children right so yeah um, well, thanks you so much for thank you for sharing your stories and being on this thing this is really great thanks for yeah yeah um, thanks for having yeah. me on and I'm looking forward to hating the sound of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> We all do. We talk about that. All right. Thank you. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of the one of Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever.